Presents Football Time. Hey, hey, and welcome to the Football Time Podcast. We got our college football week eight show with us today. And with us, as always, is our man. Dynamite Picks. Dynamite David is here with us. He had a big week last week, so I think he's pumped for this weekend. I'm excited for it. All right, so uh, we'll head into our headlines of the week. Now this made headlines. All right, first we'll go over sort of the games for last week. There wasn't really much that exciting. I think the only big one was uh, really Alabama-Georgia. Uh, Georgia stuck with them for about a half uh, while Alabama figured things out. And in the second half, they totally dominated. The defense finally looked like an Alabama defense, and the Alabama offense continued to roll. What did you make of the game? Well, you know, I was I was really impressed by Alabama. Uh, their offense averaged, what, like eight yards of play against this touted Georgia defense. Um, I don't think anybody's going to come close to stopping Alabama. Yeah, definitely. Uh, they – they scored quick, and then they looked like they wanted to try to control the pace of the game, and their defense wasn't allowing them to do that. And then sometime in the second quarter, things they just seemed to like, we're going to open this up. And the second they started opening it up, Georgia just couldn't match up with them. It's, um, it's, it's almost like watching them play that they're just on another level, and they're like, okay, what do we need to work on this game to get better? <laughs> yeah, definitely. And uh, – the defense, which had been disappointing, I really thought came to play in that uh, second half. It finally looked like they got a little bit of a pass rush, and the linebackers didn't look quite as lost because that first half and going back to the old Miss game, they, they this just looked like probably the worst set of linebackers and defensive linemen that I had seen in Alabama. But maybe uh, the second half of that game, they'll sort of that's where they come together in Alabama's defense. If it matches the offense, I think they're going to be tough to beat this year. All right, so that's our only headline for the week, really. I didn't think there were any other games that we, you know, were meaningful enough to touch on. But the Big Ten kicks off this week, and I thought we'd sort of go over our uh, favorites for the Big Ten championship and then do our over-unders on the team's win totals this year. So let's start out with our championship odds. Who do you like to win the Big Ten, and what odds did you think were uh favorable let's say uh i mean i gotta go with ohio state as my favorite here i think uh probably the next best team well i was liking penn state but now it looks like their uh running back journey brown's not gonna play uh maybe this is the year michigan sneaks up and and topples ohio state but i'm not a big believer in hardball uh i, I gotta go with ohio state this year uh it's justin field's year and i think I think the Big Ten is going to want to do everything they can to get a team in the playoff. So they're they're that's this is my conspiracy theory talking here, but I I think they're going to do everything they can to make sure Ohio State gets a spot. And uh, yeah. so I, I see them I see them cruising to to through this eight game season. Yeah, uh, definitely Ohio State. I think you can't really say anybody else if you were picking who you think's going to win. Uh, 
Odds wise, I don't love it just because there's not a lot of great value there. I mean, you'd probably be better off just taking them every game to win than you would be taking yeah total to you know win overall and go eight and zero essentially. Um, I'd, I'd say probably my biggest challenger. I think I'd have to pick Michigan. Yeah, uh, I I avoided anybody in that uh, in that Ohio State division just because I you know I can't foresee them winning. But if you move over to the other side, I had a couple you know value ones circled. Now I say value in that their odds are big. So if they get to the <laughs> Big Ten championship game. You can counter your bet and therefore split it so you don't end up losing money. But uh, the first one I had circled was Minnesota at 28 to 1. So, you know, I think actually I put them as the favorite to actually come out of that side of the division over Wisconsin. I really like P.J. Fleck, and uh, I just – they almost won it last year, and I think maybe this year they can uh, finish coming out of that division – and hopefully improve on last year where they sort of stole a lot of games, but I, I just like PJ Fleck. I don't really like the weird, you know, energy, but I think he's a good football coach and at 28 to one, pretty good value. And I had two long shots in there, uh, Purdue at 146 and one, you know, uh, I do like Jeff Brom, uh, Rondell Moore is probably the actual best player in the conference. Now, you know, they're playing in the weak side of the division. If they can spring a couple wins, win that side of the division, you get them in the championship game. You have a win either way because you can take Ohio State or Michigan or Penn State, really any of those teams I'd take to beat Purdue. But at 146-1, there's not a lot of risk there, and there's a lot of reward if they somehow sneak out of it. And the other one I had circled was Nebraska at 43-1. Pretty decent price. Um you know, if Scott Frost is going to do it, this needs to be the leap in the, you know, team's year this year. And is this his third year there now? This is his third year there now. So I think this probably is the year where if they're going to get back to any semblance of Nebraska football in the 80s, you know, early 90s, this would probably be the year. Um, well, he's got a big opportunity the first week into the season. Yeah, he their does. Season, anyway. Week eight is it now on the college football season? I believe I read week eight. Uh, <laughs> I don't know really how that works. It's it's week one for the Big Ten and week like four for the SEC and week like eight officially for like the AAC. So <laughs> it's some hybrid of week eight. All right. Uh, any other teams you thought maybe had a long shot in there? Or are you sticking with the smart choice in Ohio State? I, I like your I like your Minnesota pick. I've actually got them going over on their over under wins. Uh, not real big on Wisconsin, so I definitely think Minnesota's got a good chance of coming out of that that division. Yeah, uh, I I like the Minnesota one probably the best, and that one I'd be almost if they got to the Big Ten championship game versus Ohio State, I'd be a little more reluctant to want to sort of ensure that bet. I might let it ride at twenty eight to one. I mean, the other two, if they made it in there, I'd definitely ensure the bet, especially if Purdue made it in there and I was gartering 146 and one. I don't think you're going to have that problem. Neither do I, but they do have <laughs> Rondell Moore, who I greatly enjoy. And he did, I believe, beat Ohio State once singly by himself like two years ago. So, 
All right, so let's move on to the over-under win totals for the Big Ten teams. The first one up is the Ohio State Buckeyes at 7.5 wins. That essentially means they have to go undefeated on the year. What did you have on their over-under? Yeah, I, as much as I, I just said that I think they're going to run the table, I'm actually going to go with the under here. At uh, I've got them with seven wins. I just think they're going to slip up somewhere down the road, be it Penn State, you know, or Michigan, the last game of the year. I just I don't think anyone's going to come out of this conference undefeated this season. Yeah. Uh, if you ask me, will they go undefeated? I think they would. But if I was placing money on an over-under wager to take somebody in the COVID season to go undefeated, I mean, it takes yeah, – no- you know, one spread of that, and I don't know if anybody's looked at, like, the Big Ten's COVID rules, but if one of those guys gets it, they're automatically have to sit down for, like, 20 days. So, you know. Yeah, and, and no spring football, and we've seen it in the SEC. It, it takes a, a while before the teams to start looking polished, so th- there's a chance that we could have some ugly football and some stumbles early, and and like you said, if I'm betting on it, the chances of them going uh, – Losing a game, I think, are are higher than them running the table. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, I mean, and their first two games, I Nebraska is more a name than any actual good football team anymore. But opening with Nebraska and then going to Penn State for your first two games of the season, that's a, that's a difficult little stretch if Nebraska has any life whatsoever. But, I mean, it's still a name football team with some high-level players on it. Yeah, I was initially looking – uh, when I first started looking at the Big Ten schedule, I, I, I almost penciled that Penn State in as a loss for Ohio State. And I th- still think it's a potential loss, but I'm not as big on Penn State. Again, losing Journey Brown, you know, he had the 202 yards rushing in their bowl game, and he's got some sort of medical condition, maybe a, a heart issue. I'm not sure the details on that yet, but they're saying he might not even play this season, and I think that's a huge loss for Penn State. Yeah, the issue is he wants to go to the NFL and be paid to play college play to play football. <laughs> All right, uh, so I think we're both on the under of Ohio State, though we probably, you know, if you actually made us choose whether they'd go undefeated or not, I think we both lean. Ohio State's really only tough game would be Penn State and sort of Michigan, depending on how you think of Michigan, but they've really had no problem with Michigan, I don't know, in the last – 20 years. All right. So next up on our list is the Wisconsin Badgers at seven wins. What did you have for the Wisconsin Badgers over under seven wins? Uh, I don't, I'm, I'm under on this uh, big time. I've got them penciled in at six wins, but I think it could even be less than that. I was looking at the talent they've lost and they've lost great players on both sides of the ball. And I just, I don't see them repeating what they did last year uh, on their Rose Bowl trip season. Uh, I, I, you, it may, you know, six wins may be enough to win that division. Um, but so they could get a matchup with Ohio State, but I, I still don't like them getting more than six wins. Yeah, I agree. I had them uh, in the range of five to six wins. I, I think seven's way too many. I. Their schedules, I mean, it's pretty tough. They have a road game at Nebraska, then they play Purdue, Michigan, at Northwestern, then versus Minnesota. That's a pretty tough stretch, and then they're at Iowa the last game of the season. And to go through that stretch and essentially lose one game, which is 
what the win total is saying. I, I just don't know if I s- can see that. And uh, once again, the COVID thing. To You know, it takes two or three of those guys to go out and Wisconsin's in trouble and you have no real leeway there with wins and losses when you're taking a seven win over there. So uh, I agree. Uh, I went under on Wisconsin as well. All right, next up, we got the Penn State Nittany Lions at six and a half wins. What do you have with uh, Penn State? I've kind of got a little cluster here underneath Ohio State. I've got Penn State also at six wins, so that would be the under as well. Uh, I've already spoke on them a little bit. Um, I I really looking forward to that week two matchup against Ohio State to see what they got. Um, but I, th- I think six a fair is a fair number for them. I I don't see a way on their schedule that they come out with seven. Yeah, um, I had them under as well. Um, other th- though the essentially to get to seven wins, uh, they'd have to beat both Michigan at Michigan and uh, beat Ohio State. The rest of their schedule's pretty easy. Uh, they have Rutgers, Michigan State, uh, Maryland, and Indiana. So if you have those in there, those pretty much pencil in as uh, hard wins. But the Iowa game, I I don't really know what to make of them. We'll get to them in a little bit. But uh, I'm a little scared of Iowa, especially with everything that's going on around there right now. So I don't even mark that as really that tough a game. So. But I did have them under, especially uh, at six and a half. That means they have to essentially go seven and one, too. And that's just, it seems very difficult, especially with Ohio State and Michigan on your schedule. All right, next up, we do have the Michigan Wolverines at five and a half wins. What was your take on the Michigan Wolverines? I've actually given them a little bit more credit than most people. I've got them uh, going on the over there. I think they come out with six wins this season. And. Could be a potentially big matchup last game of the season against Ohio State. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I agree with you once again. I have them on the over side of it. Uh, the first game is probably the trickiest uh, opening at Minnesota. But uh, at five wins, you get one loss in there. Now, they will have to beat one of you know Penn State or Ohio State, but they're usually good to beat one of those marquee teams. Then, you know, that I just uh, – their schedule – was pretty soft in there. Uh, the Wisconsin matchup probably will be the swing game in whether they cover this six or they uh, stay at five wins, I thought. Okay, next up, we have the Minnesota Gophers at five and a half wins. What was your take on the Minnesota Golden Gophers? Uh, I, like you, like Minnesota. I think they're going to go over on this. Um, the only losses I really see on their schedule are – you know, maybe this first week against Michigan and and then maybe Wisconsin. Uh, I think they can handle most of the rest of their teams. It's a pretty pretty favorable schedule compared to some of the others in the Big Ten. Um, you know, they get Illinois, uh, Purdue. Northwestern could be trouble, but I, I think they come out with just two losses this season. Yeah, I agree with you again. I had them over, and uh, really the only two games I first saw real losses on was the – Opening week, Michigan, they could lose that. But I actually like that game with Minnesota at home there. And uh, the Wisconsin game on the road seemed a little tough. But uh, the rest of the matchups, I think they're probably favored in every one of these games. So uh, I definitely liked the over there. I think they for sure can get six wins. And I wouldn't be surprised if they ended up with seven wins on the season. 
All right, next up is the Indiana Hoosiers at four and a half wins. Where did you go with the Indiana Hoosiers? Uh, I've got the under on this. I've got them coming out with four wins. Uh, I just look at the schedule, and it's it's pretty tough opening up with Penn State. Um, and then they got a, a little easier week at Rutgers, but then they've got Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, uh, and then at Wisconsin next to the last game of the year. I I don't see the way they come out any better than than uh, 500. So I definitely take the under with Indiana. Yeah, once again, we're in agreement. I think we worked together on this. I had under as well. Uh, their schedules seemed just too hard and – you know, it it was a fun season last year with eight wins, but I just did. I don't think this team is talented enough to end up with five wins on the season uh, with this schedule, and uh, I see a bit of a drop off. I mean, you saw you watched Tennessee beat them in the bowl game, and they pretty much handled them pretty easy. Uh, I just I don't like uh, Indiana's team this year, especially with this schedule. So I had them under as well. <laughs> All right, next up is the Iowa Hawkeyes at four and a half wins. Where did you go with this one? Uh, I've got Iowa also going on the under here. I've got them going an even four and four as well. Um, just, you know, I've, I've got, I've got, I look at their schedule. I look at Minnesota. I think that's a loss. I look at Penn State. I think that's another loss. Wisconsin, that's another loss. And, and then probably losing one out of Northwestern or Nebraska. So I just, I think four is the highest they're going to go. So I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with the under on the four and a half with Iowa. Yeah. I'm on the under on them as well. I'm on the way under. Uh, I think this is going to be Kurt Barron's last year. The, the ball is steamrolling here for bad stuff for Iowa this year. And uh, I look at it sort of like Michigan state last year where, just bad stuff kept leaking out over and over, and it sort of just tanked their season. And I look for Iowa's season to probably be in a similar vein. Not only that, uh, their schedule seemed pretty tough to get to four wins. So uh, I had them on the under as well. Next up, we have the Nebraska Cornhuskers at three wins. Where would you go with Nebraska? This one was really tough for me. I think Nebraska is a bit of a wild card. Uh, I know you talked about this is Scott Frost's proving year. I look at their schedule. It's very front-loaded. They've got Ohio State, Wisconsin, Northwestern, Penn State, first four games of the season. Uh, but then they get Illinois, Iowa, Purdue. And I think the the decision for whether they get four wins or not is going to be that game against Minnesota, the very last game of the season. Um, I've actually – if I, I'm going to go with the over on Nebraska here at four wins. Um, I think they figure out a way to pull it out. I, uh, I think it's going to be uh, – there's going to be a lot of teams all around the same record, and it's going to really divide itself out towards the end of the year. But I, th- I think they come out with four wins. Yeah, I have them on the over too, and uh, the schedule is front-loaded. Now, if they you know get off to a bad start and lose all four of those games, I, I think this team goes in the tank. But if they could somehow come out of that like two and two, I think they could easily get to six wins here with the back end of their schedule where it is. And uh, that's where I think they could probably maybe come out of that division if they can get to that six win mark. But it, I think it all depends on how they start. Now, uh, Taylor Martinez was named the starting quarterback, but Frost was being real wishy-washy. So my guess is in this uh, 
first game of the season versus Ohio State. If Martinez doesn't come out and do well, they're going to pull the guy and put this uh, a redshirt freshman quarterback who uh, Frost really likes and recruited and I think you know can run the type of offense that Frost wants to run. So I'd look for that at how quick a trigger he pulls on Martinez to start the season. But I, I really – I don't know. I got suckered into Nebraska last year a bunch of times, and they crushed me. I – Guess I'm going to go on that same bandwagon again this year and see if Scott Frost redeems me. So I have Nebraska on the over as well. All right, next up we go to Northwestern at four and a half wins. Where are you leaning with Northwestern this year? I think Northwestern really worked out a, a favorable schedule. Um, they don't have to play Ohio State. They don't have to play Michigan. They don't have to play Penn State. Um, I like the over here, over four and a half. Uh, I, I've got them getting five wins. Uh, I think they can beat Maryland. I think they can beat Purdue. I think they can beat Michigan State. I think they can beat Illinois, and I think they can beat Iowa. Um, I'm I'm going to go with five wins for Northwestern. Hey, we differ on one finally. I went with Northwestern under, and uh, I think I just went because I think Purdue will be better than Northwestern this year, and that's where you know my win total dropped Northwestern on the under and Purdue on the over. But – uh. I just think Northwestern comes in every year, you know, and gets a little media hype, mostly because, I don't know, 80% of the journalists in the world all went to Northwestern's journalism school, and the other 20 went to Syracuse. (laughs) So I think they get a little boost from the media just because they all went to school there, and they want them to be good, and they never are quite as good as everybody makes them out to be. And we'll see how they deal with this COVID thing. They're never very deep. So if they hit a wave, I, I think their season could tank. But uh, it, it it was right on that line for me of where that number was. But I went under with uh, Northwestern. All right, next up we have Michigan State at two and a half. Where'd you go with Michigan State? This was another tough one for me. I think that two and a half is right on the money. Um, I ended up going with the over. I think they pull off three this year. Um, I think they're going to get Rutgers. I think they're going to get Maryland. And then it's just, I think they pull off one upset out of, out of the rest of their schedule, probably the at Iowa. Um, but the rest of their schedule is pretty, pretty tough. They got Michigan, Ohio state. They got Penn state. I don't think they can beat Northwestern, but they're good for one upset, I believe. So I think I give them credit for three wins. Yeah. Uh, I was really torn with this one. I went under just because I just fear of the unknown. I don't know what this team's going to do. It it was such a mess towards the end of the year. Then they were saying they were going to keep D'Antonio, and then they ended up firing uh, you know, two months after the season. They brought in the Colorado guy who was, you know, saying he was a Colorado lifer, and then all of a sudden, you know, 10 hours later he was signed to coach Michigan State. I don't know what talent's left over there from, you know, the D'Antonio era. So uh, I, I went more fear of the unknown. Now their schedule sort of has enough favorable teams where I think their talent is better than the other team's talent and they could get that win. But I was scared their whole team might have been cleared out from the D'Antonio era and they're starting with nothing. So I, that's why I leaned a little under here on the Michigan State. All right, next up we have the Purdue Boilermakers at two wins. Where'd you go with Purdue? So I've, I've been back and forth on this one as well. Um, 
I just I don't see a whole lot of wins on their schedule. Uh, I think they can beat Illinois. I think they can beat Rutgers. Um, and that's about it. I've really got them bred in as two, but again, I think I can. They can get those two wins. Probably pull off another upset. I'm going to go ahead and go with the over here. Yeah, uh, this was the one I I went over, and they're sort of my sleeper team at least early. I I really like Jeff Brom as a coach. I've said that. I I think he can get this team back on track. Last year they had a lot of injuries and were playing like their fourth string quarterback and Rondell Moore got hurt and was lost for the year. And I just think they can build something uh, offensively. Now, defense has been an issue for them for, I don't know, quite a while. If they can sort of shore up that a little bit, I think this offense will be able to score points. And I think they can win games versus uh, definitely the lower-tier teams in the uh, Big Ten. I think they're probably like the cream of the crop of the sort of lower tier of the Big Ten. So I had them going over their two-win mark. All right, next up is the Maryland Terrapins at one and a half. Where are we with Maryland this year? I've got one win on their schedule, and that's against Rutgers. Uh, So I'm going to go under the one and a half. Yeah, that's – I I have them over just because that number's so low. And uh, I figure, you know, the lower-tier teams will sort of beat each other up. So they might get a win versus Rutgers. They might get a loss versus Illinois. They might get a win versus, you know, Purdue, you know, a loss versus Indiana, and everybody will sort of have two wins. So anything hitting in the one mark, I just automatically hit the over because I think it'll sort of just be one week this team's good, the next week the other team's good. All right, next up we have the Illinois fighting Illini at one win. Where did you go with Illinois? Uh, again, I only see one win on their schedule. I'll probably – I. I'll probably take the over here, just the off chance that something crazy happens. I think these bottom three teams are going to be the ones really missing the non-conference schedule this year. Uh, just because I don't know. All these teams seem to lose to a Mac team every year. So. <laughs> but uh, I just, I don't, I don't see many wins on their schedule. Um, but give me the over just, just cause I think, I think they, they get one and then maybe they pull off that two, just the chances of the two, are too good to to take the under, I think. Yeah. What I what I think their record's going to be and what a smart bet would be here. Uh one win and one win. If they get one win, you essentially push your bet. So it's much smarter just to take it over here. Uh and I don't really know what to make of Illinois. They at least were improved last year where they were capable of winning games. Uh they've lost a lot on, you know, both sides of the ball, so I don't know if they can replenish like the other teams can, but uh, I had them over the one win. All right, last but always least, Rutgers, Scarlet Knights, Greg Schiano era, restarts, half a win. Where do you stand? Um, going through their schedule game by game, I don't I don't see a game they can win, <laughs> but I, I, I don't think you take the under the half game. I think you take the over there. Um, something crazy is going to happen in this COVID year. But if I had to pick each game individually, there's no way I'd take them to win any of these games. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to roll with the over. Yeah, I agree totally. Uh, there is no way you can take an under here because they win one and you're done. 
So uh, I have Rutgers also on the over mark, but uh, looking at their schedule, it's everybody's whipping boy. So I don't totally know if they can get that win, but I would never bet a team to have zero wins on a season. So that does it. That does it for our Big Ten recap of the over-under wins and our favorites to win the league. Now let's get to our college football week eight picks. How many picks you got this week, David? Oh, let's see. Did you want to talk about how good I did last week? Oh, I was getting to it. Okay, well, first, I, let's see how many picks I got. I got one, two, three, four, five, six. I've got seven picks plus an upset special, so eight picks this week. All right, nice. I have ten picks, one upset special, and two minor upset specials that probably don't quite qualify as upset specials. But let's recap last week. David, you went 5-0 and to bring your overall total mark to 13-11, and back over 500. Business was and booming you, last week. You were, and you hit one upset special. You had wins at UAB minus 13-and-a-half. Uh, Army UT, let's try that again. Army UT San Antonio under 49-and-a-half. Texas A&M. Minus six and a half, Alabama minus six and a half, and a late pick, Pittsburgh minus or plus fourteen. All winners, five and zero, oh, back over five hundred. Big week for you last week. All right, and I went three and two last week. I got a nice Dana Hogerson special where he gave up twenty one points in the last three minutes of the game to lose my Houston plus five. I hit the U. UK Tennessee under at 49 and a half. I hit the Arkansas plus one and a half, FSU plus 13 and a half, and the Alabama first half was a loss. I also hit my upset special, uh, Florida State plus 390. So that makes me have two upset specials so far that I've hit. So a pretty good week for us both. We're both sitting over 500. Let's see if we can get that to continue this week. All right, what's your first pick of the week? Well, I'm going to take a little inspiration from you, and I'm, I'm going to roll with Florida State this week, plus four and a half at Louisville. Um, I've convinced you they're great. Hey, you're, you're getting me on the Florida State train. I've, I've watched their offense. Uh, quarterback Jordan Travis is playing really well, and they had 241 yards rushing against North Carolina. Um, now, Louisville did play pretty well defensively against Notre Dame, um, but I just I, I, I like Florida State getting four and a half here. Yeah, I, I looked at that one uh but I, I couldn't do my Florida State mostly because their second half scared me versus North Carolina. So is that is that your trick? Just get me on board and then you jump off. Yes, and uh, <laughs> I just I didn't like how they went from very big dogs all of a sudden to quite small. <laughs> I I think Louisville's really good at, at making the game ugly, um, but I don't I don't think they're a great team by any means. Yeah, it, it'll be a good litmus test to see where Florida State sort of sits overall. All right, my first pick on the week is the Georgia Southern playing the Coastal Carolina, and they're getting five and a half points. Uh, Two option teams, so I think this will be kind of a tight, close game. And I just think uh, the five and a half points is a little much. This will probably be decide who's probably first place in the Sun Belt right here. So, uh... 
Coastal Carolina got ranked for the first time in their history. I think they might read a little press clippings, and uh, I look for uh, Georgia Southern to go in there and uh, play them in a tight game with two option offenses. They both sort of know how to defend each other. Uh, The under was a little low, so I stayed away from it, though. All right, what do you got up next? Uh, I think you could say this one is another uh, inspired by your previous picks. Uh, I like NC State at North Carolina. They're getting – I've got them getting 14.5 points. And um, NC State, in their last five games overall, they're 4-1 against the spread. In their last five conference games, they're 4-1 against the spread. Now, they did lose their quarterback, Devin Leary, but they've got junior quarterback Bailey Hawkman coming in, who on his career is – 27 to 46 for 315 yards and two touchdowns. Um, but I think if NC State can rely on their running game, slow this game down with uh, Ricky Person Jr. And, and Zonovan Knight, I think they can uh, definitely challenge North Carolina here. Yeah, that's a good call. I, I stared at this one pretty good, and I I don't know. I just I can't make a read on NC State. They've played really well all year, but it's all sort of, you know, bad to – really bad team, so I, I just can't – I don't know where NC State sits, but I, I really wanted to take this, but I, I needed to see a game versus – I don't know if I'd call Carolina a good team, but a team that can hurt you offensively and finds a way to win games. So my uh, next pick is the Illinois Fighting Illini plus 19.5 versus Wisconsin. Uh, just think – uh, that's a lot of points for a two teams who are playing their first games of the season. Wisconsin traditionally starts slow. Um, that was my only thing. I, I don't really have a great read on what Illinois is going to bring, but I know last year they were able to basically run the ball and slow games down, which is always Wisconsin's thing. So if you got two teams who are playing slow, trying to get the game over with quickly, 19 and a half points just seemed like a tad high, especially for a, a first conference game and first game of the season. Yeah, looking at these Big Ten spreads, I just I couldn't bring myself to pick any games in the Big Ten this week just until I get a, a week under my belt and see what's going on with these these teams without the spring. Well, uh, there is a lot more Big Ten underdogs coming. So uh, <laughs> either there are going to be a lot of blowouts and I'm going to be hurting or everything's going to be close and I'm going to have a lot of wins. <laughs> All right, what do you got up next? Uh, this one hurts me to make, but it's just the truth. Uh, Alabama minus 20 and a half at Tennessee. Um, there's just no way Tennessee's offense can keep this close. Uh, they couldn't generate anything against Kentucky and Alabama's offense is on fire. They score at will. They rarely don't score when they get the ball. Uh, like I said, against that great Georgia defense, they were averaging eight yards of play. Uh, Alabama rolls in Knoxville this Saturday. Yeah, uh, I think if you gave me the 17 points that it opened at, I would be happy. But I was very mad when it jumped to 20, like, two hours later. <laughs> I saw that 17, and I wondered if that was just the first half. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw it open, and then I was like, the next day I went and looked at the lines, and it was 20, and I was like, well, there's a missed opportunity. I, I, I think if Tennessee keeps it within 30, that's a victory. Yeah, all right. So my next one I don't love, and uh, just saying this, uh, I post the picks on Twitter on Saturday that are sort of official. It is Thursday, so I am prone to change my mind in the two days coming up. And this one is a pretty bright candidate for mind-changing. 
I have the Auburn Tigers, who I've pretty much hated all year long, minus three and a half versus Old Miss this week. I don't know why, but if their offense is ever going to do anything, it will be this week. And their defense has actually been pretty solid, so the, and the way Old Miss looked versus Arkansas, if they come up against a good defense, it looks like they will throw interceptions and struggle scoring. So I'm leaning towards Auburn, but be alert on Saturday when I tweet out picks. Yeah, I, I really came close to making a pick in this game, but uh, just thinking back on that Old Miss-Arkansas game, and I just, I don't, I don't think Old Miss can stop anybody. And this is the kind of game that'll get Auburn believing in Bo Nix again, I think. Yeah, that was my lean. Like, maybe they were purposely not taking him out just <laughs> to get to the point where he plays Old Miss and looks like an actual quarterback for once. So I'm leaning that way, but uh, I am not 100% sold on it. So that one might go away by Saturday. What do you got up next? Next up, uh, I've got a pick in the Notre, Notre Dame at Pitt game. Uh, I like the over here. Uh, I think this got moved really low because of Notre Dame's poor performance against Louisville last week, but I think their offense is going to come out clicking pretty good, and, and Pitt gave up a decent amount of points against Miami. Uh, I think this game easily goes over the 43-and-a-half. Yeah, I, I thought that. I I I looked at it, but uh, I've gotten burned in my over-unders in the NFL, so I'm on a banishment of over-unders for the weekend. Even though I've been all right in college, I've just banished myself from it. I think the Cowboys-Cardinals game broke me on Monday. <laughs> all right, my next pick is the Nebraska Cornhuskers plus 24 and a half. Uh, it mostly is the same reason as the Illinois fighting Illini. 24 and a half opening conference game uh, just seems like a pretty high spread. I know Ohio State can score and... They like to run up the score, but I want to see it. And 24 and a half just seems like a bit of a stretch. Uh, I think it's about probably four to, you know, five points over what it should be. So uh, Nebraska plus 24 and a half. All right, what do you got up next? Next, I've got um, Navy hosting Houston. Uh, They're getting 13 and a half. I really wish this was over was 14 or 14 and a half, but I, I still like the 13 and a half. Uh, I think their control of the ball offense uh, with their option will slow the game down a lot and force Houston into mistakes with their defense. Um, I don't know if Navy can pull out the win, but I definitely think they can keep it within 13 and a half. Yeah, I, I, I think so too, especially from what I saw from uh, Houston last and, week. And last year, Navy dominated Houston, what, 56 to 31. So, yeah. uh, and this one's at home. I don't know how many fans are going to be there, but I, I think Navy wins this. Uh, or not wins it. I I'm think, sorry. Stays within 13 and a half. <laughs> yes. That I, I think they could also win it, but all right. Uh, you'll see a pattern here. Uh, my next one is the Rutgers Scarlet Knight plus 13 and a half versus Michigan State. Same premise, and this one I actually trust more than anything because the other two teams are actually good. Michigan State I don't think is good. Now, Rutgers is really bad, but I don't think Michigan State is capable of beating anybody by two touchdowns. So I'm riding with the Rutgers Scarlet Knight. Go Greg Schiano. All right, what do you got up next? 
Uh, I was really uh, torn on this next one. I, I was originally going another way, and I ended up flipping the more research I did. Um, I like Oklahoma minus six and a half at TCU. Uh, I think Oklahoma started to get some things figured out towards the – now they did let Texas back into that game. I think offensively Oklahoma looked a lot better in overtime. And uh, TCU, they're 0-2 at home this season, and they scored only 14 points against K-State. Um, this could be a close one, but I like Oklahoma to win uh, by two touchdowns here. Nice call. I'm I'm going to go on the other side of that Texas-Oklahoma game you talked about. I'm going with Texas minus 9.5. One reason is Baylor really hasn't played that many games. They're about three games behind everybody else Have they played due to games? cancellation. They've played two games. Everybody <laughs> else has played like five. Yeah. So they're about three games behind everybody else. And I also just think Texas is probably a much better team. I don't think Baylor has the offense to sort of hurt Texas, which is where their issues lie. And I think Texas can score on Baylor. The line is a tad high, but I think that nine and a half, as long as it doesn't move to 10, is a pretty good number. So I'm going Texas minus nine and a half. All right, what do you have next? Um, I believe this is my last pick before we get to my upset special, but I'm going to – I've hopped on the uh, Army train last uh, last week, and I'm going to stay on that, uh, the under 49-and-a-half. Um, I just – I think Army could score all the points in this game against Mercer. <laughs> uh, and But I think they win something like – 31 to nothing, something like that, and it stays under the 49 and a half pretty safely. Ah, the options under. I've I've willed you into taking options unders. All right, so uh, my next pick, we're back on my Big Ten underdog bandwagon. You're just really jumping into the Big Ten, aren't you? Well, I like all the underdogs. <laughs> uh, Purdue Boilermakers. Yeah, I know. I figure if I take them all, I could at least go 500 in them. <laughs> Purdue Boilermakers plus two and a half this week. Uh, I think I've already stated how much I just sort of like Purdue this year, and I like Rondell Moore, and I like Jeff Brom, and I think that offense will be able to score points. And uh, they couldn't qualify for an upset special, but if you're looking for a mini upset special, just take the money line on this one and drop the two and a half points because it's off the – you know, main number of three. So Purdue, um, did you already use all your picks? Uh, yes, sir. All right. We'll move on quickly. Once again, back to the big 10 underdogs, Maryland Terrapins <laughs> plus seven and a half. Are you just taking all the big 10 underdogs? Yeah. Cause I think all the lines are a bit uh, bloated this week and everybody's going to be jumping on all these big uh, name teams in the Big Ten, and I think all these games will be minimally close at least for a half. So uh, once again, Maryland plus the uh, seven and a half, and let's just hope everybody covers it uh, in the Big Ten. All right, I have two other ones, uh, Cincinnati plus two and a half versus uh, SMU. Uh, Cincinnati's a higher-ranked team. I think SMU, you know, got lucky in a couple games, so uh, – I just think Cincinnati's a better team. I know they're going on the road, but I, I like that two-and-a-half number, them getting points. And the last one, I, I didn't really understand the line. Uh, I tried to look for COVID cases, and all I could find was Jay Norvell's father died uh, earlier in the week, and he went to Michigan, but now he's back for 
the game, but uh, Nevada was getting four and a half points versus Wyoming at home, and I Nevada's a better team than Wyoming, so don't totally understand that line. Uh, as long as no one's COVID it out on Nevada, I'm sticking with that, but that's one that could also change if I find out the reason why Nevada is getting points at home versus Wyoming. So those were my picks for the week. Uh, let's go to your upset specials. What do you got in the upset special category? So I had a lot of options I was looking at here. Um, initially, I was going to go with NC State at North Carolina. I also looked at Virginia at Miami. But my upset special this week, and I leaked it earlier by mistake, I'm going to go with Navy over Houston plus 440. I think that's good value, and I just I like the way Navy's going to control the ball with their run game, and um, I think they pull off the upset. All right, going with a big underdog this week. I have one really, well, it's not as even as big as yours, but I have a big one, and everyone will be shocked if it happens. I'm going back to the Big Ten. <laughs> Maryland Terrapins over Northwestern plus 350. So we'll see if uh, Maryland can come out with a little spunk. They usually start well. It's usually by the second or third game we figure out that they're frauds and can't defend anyone. And Northwestern usually starts slow. So we'll see if that comes together and I get my 350. I have two other small ones. Uh, I talked about Nevada, and I don't know why they're underdogs. It probably doesn't quite fit in the upset special, but plus 165 is a nice price. And the other one was Georgia Southern at plus 185 was a pretty nice price as well. So those were my big upset special, my two sort of mini upset specials for the week. Anything else uh, pick-wise you got this week looking at? Not pick wise, but I, I one thing I thought was pretty interesting. You know, we rarely we, we hardly even touched on the SEC this week, and I, I was looking at the schedule, and I, I know why. There's only one winning record team in the SEC playing this week, so uh, yeah, uh, that might be why I had all Big Ten games on my so, uh, big uh, slate. I think it's a good 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 slate for betting this week. Maybe not so much for good football games. Yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to watch. I, I don't know if you could get me to watch the. Uh, Kentucky Mizzou game or the Auburn Old Miss game, but uh, I might peek in at some of those really bad Big Ten games because I have bets <laughs> on them. <laughs> All right, that's our show for the week, and we're out. <laughs> <laughs>